Welcome to the Heart of the Father podcast. We're glad you're here and able to listen in. We're praying the Lord will speak to your heart through this message and that you be transformed more and more into the image of Christ. Well, I had some guys uh, set up a prop this morning for the message, but I don't know. We may not go that route, so sorry, Mick. And who was that, Matthew? I feel like the Lord just wants me to make a little shift. Um, just hearing some of the testimonies this morning and praying for the family who lost their, their son. Um, yeah, we're going to make a little shift this morning. So, can we pray? And can you pray for me? Father, thank you so much. This is your church, and we are your people. Would you come and have full authority, full power, full dominion in your church, in the midst of your people? I pray that you would speak to us, that you would help us, O Lord, that your word of truth would sound forth, that we would all stand upon your word, that we would build our lives on the truth of your word. We thank you, Father. It's in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I wanted to um, talk about authority in the church, um, specifically when it, came, when it comes to authority of the leadership of the church. But I feel just the Lord wanting to shift that a little bit. As I was studying this past week, I had a, a piece of paper here that I just ran into my office real quick. Um, that I'll probably maybe utilize a little bit. But when you think about authority in the church, you first have to start with God himself. God has all authority, meaning he has all permission. He has the right to do anything and everything he wants to do. Right? He doesn't have to ask you and I's permission. He doesn't have to knock on the door. He has all authority. He has the badge. He can do and say, whatever he pleases. And not only does he have all authority, but he has the power to go with it. So he's not lacking in strength. He's not decreasing or he doesn't lose strength or ability. He has it all and it never is never depleted. So we serve a God who has all authority, all power, all might, all strength. Watchman Nee, he says, God alone is authority in all things. All the authorities of the earth are instituted by God. Authority is a tremendous thing in the universe. Nothing overshadows it. It is therefore imperative for us who desire to serve God to know the authority of God. So it should not be awkward for us to talk about not just God's authority over us as his people, but also the authority of leaders that he's placed in our life. But I I mainly want to key in and just focus on the authority of God. I'm not going to really get into the authority of leaders. I want want to talk about the authority of God, but also how he has delegated his authority to every believer. Okay? 
there are different measures of authority, okay? I want to paint a picture. He has given authority to every single believer, that's you and me. He has given a, a measure of authority to qualified leadership in his church, right? When I say qualified, I'm talking elders, deacons, fivefold ministers, they're qualified. He's given a measure of authority to the church. And then God the Father has given all authority to Jesus Christ himself. In Matthew eleven twenty seven, Jesus says, all things have been delivered to me by my Father. In Matthew 28, he says, all authority, key word, all authority, has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Here's some more language in the New Testament talking about the authority of Jesus. So Jesus has all authority in heaven. He has all authority on earth. He has all authority, or he has authority over all flesh, John 17. Psalm 2, he has authority, all authority over nations. He has all authority over kings and rulers. Presidents, government officials, insert whatever name, he has all authority over them. Ephesians 2 talks about he has authority over all principalities and powers. Matthew 26 talks about how he has authority over all the angels. John 5 says he has all authority to execute judgment. Jesus has all authority over hell and death. It's Revelation 1. And in Revelation 20, Jesus has all authority to cast Satan into the lake of fire. So Jesus is in his own category when it comes to authority. You and I are not in the same category as him. He has authority to do things that you and I cannot do. Why? Because the Father decided so. The Father decided he's going to give all authority to his Son. He has the right and he has the might. So he's in his own category. And he's the head of the church. So he calls the shots. He commands us what to do. But then you look in the Gospels and you look at the ministry of Jesus. And he does something very interesting. He delegates his authority to believers. In Luke 10, he tells them, he says, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. As I was writing down some things this week, just the similarities and differences between the authority of the believer and the church and then leadership, here's some instances of the word talking about the authority Jesus has given to you and I. Matthew 10, he's given us authority over demonic spirits, authority over sickness and disease. He's given us authority to teach the word. He's given us authority to preach the gospel. He's given us authority to make disciples. 
He's given us authority to raise the dead. He's given us authority to release peace in homes. He's given us authority to testify against unrepentant people or regions. He's given us authority to trample on scorpions, on scorpions and snakes. And as I mentioned in Luke 10, he's given us authority over all the power of the enemy. I mean, it's in Matthew 10, Matthew 28. I mean, I can, I can send you the picture of where this is at in the word. Now, this, does this mean we just go out and we control and dominate the whole world? No. Right? We obey him. Right? We don't carry, we have delegated authority. The authority we carry does not come from us. It comes from him. So he's the one who tells us how to do things and what to do. When it comes to understanding the importance of God's authority, there's a couple things I want to highlight. The first thing, when it comes to God's authority, we have to realize Satan absolutely hates God's authority. He hates his authority. He rebels against it. He resists it. He'll do anything to get from underneath the authority of God. So that should be a huge indicator to us if we start resisting God's authority. At some level, you can say we're entering the camp of Satan himself. If we don't like authority, if we resist it, if we repel against it, that's what Satan does. So the church should be a people under authority. Bible scholar Kevin Connor says, Satan attacks all forms of government as ordained of God because he is the lawless one and wants to bring about a lawless society. Rejecting the government and the authority of God, Satan sets himself up as government and authority. Anyone who does not submit to authority sets himself up as authority. He who rejects God's government sets himself up as self-governing. Do we want to be those kind of people? No. Another important thing about God's authority is that it's for you and I's protection. It's for our good. We can trust that the Father will not use his authority in a wicked way over us. You may have different experiences in your life with authority figures or authority in the church. But let me tell you, you can trust our God in heaven as our Father that he wields authority in a manner that is right and just. Those who live outside God's authority, you're going to see that they live in confusion, they live in chaos, they live in corruption. Those who live within God's authority, underneath his authority, there is protection, there is provision, there is power. There's also care, there's counsel, and there's correction. Open up quickly 
to Matthew chapter 8. And where I'm going here just in a few more minutes, I want us to begin to pray for healing. Just hearing these testimonies, what the Lord is doing, healing people, restoring people. We're going to go in that direction here in a moment. But look at Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, A centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my son will be healed. For I also am a man under authority Having soldiers under me, and I, say, and I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does this. When Jesus heard it, he marveled, and he said to those who followed, I sh- Surely I say to you, I have, found, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. There's a primary principle that we can learn from this Roman centurion that he understood. Notice how he won, he approaches authority. He doesn't run away from it. Number two, he said, Jesus, just only speak a word. I don't even need your full presence to come to my home. Just say one word. This centurion knew what it was like to be under authority. And he knew all he had to do was come underneath his authority, the authority of Jesus, and everything would be taken care of. He knew there was power, there was provision, and there was protection underneath the authority of Jesus. He didn't resist it. He didn't repel against it. He ran to it. And as a church, we must be really familiar We must be really joyful about coming under the authority of God. If you want to see God move and work in your life, you have to submit to his authority. If you want to question it, if you want to wonder about it, you want to stay away from it, your life will be confusing, there will be chaos, there will be corruption. I just, I just believe, as I've been praying this past week, on the heels of um, last Sunday, we set in some new deacons and just been thinking about the authority the church carries. There is so much more authority that we carry as a church than what we realize. But there, we don't want to come under it. We don't know how to wield it. You know, I, I just started playing, um, I was telling the staff, I just started playing in a, in a basketball league. Yeah, whoa. 
<clears throat> so if you didn't know, I played college basketball. That was uh, 2007 through 2011. And so since then, I've just kind of played at the YMCA. Nothing organized, right? So you go to the y- YMCA and you play, and like, you, you don't expect any kind of order. You just go out there and you just play, right? Just having fun. My expectations are very low. I just, just go out there and play. It's all good. <clears throat> well, I just joined this league, and I'm playing with a group of guys um, that I don't know, so I'm the new guy, and they've played together before. <clears throat> and going into the first game, uh, we beat this team by like, like 30. But after the game, I found myself like disappointed. Like something in me was kind of like, I don't know, kind of triggered. And I'm just like, why am I like, we won, you know. <clears throat> but I knew in my mind, just from my experience from playing college basketball, I was thinking, if we play a good team, we would not be able to beat them. Because, yeah, we beat that team by 20, 30 points. There was no team chemistry. There was no cohesiveness. I mean, we were all just kind of doing whatever we wanted to do. And I'm used to a little bit of structure, a little bit of strategy. I'm used to a coach saying, do this, don't do that. Giving a little bit of order and just letting us go with it. But it was just complete, just run and gun. And I got to a point where I realized, oh, if they pass me the ball, if I don't shoot it, I probably won't get a chance again. So I learned that the first game. So since then... I told Allison, I was like, all right, I've just kind of lowered my expectations. I know it's organized, but I'm just going to kind of run and gun. So they give me the ball. I'm just going to, I'm going to take my chance. I'm going to go shoot it. There was even one, this last game, um, I was at, we had a timeout. I was like, yeah, guys, hey, hey, let's move the ball. Let's get a couple passes in before someone shoots it. Well, you know what, you know what happens next? They pass me the ball, and what do I do? I shoot it. I mean, I said the right, let's pass it, you know, let's, I'm trying to be a team player, but also, too, I know, like, my teammate, the ball, he's going to jack it. So we've been shooting, and Mal, you were there, we're shooting shots, and I'm just like, what are we doing here? And so here I am now playing in this league, and I'm just, you know, I'm a reckless player now. But here's what I've noticed. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of correlating, okay, this basketball league where we just, everyone's doing what they want to do, and there's no authority figure on the team. And then you look at the church, and at some level, it feels the same way. Everyone's just doing what they want to do. Just go do what you want to do. You know, we're, we're an army of the Lord, right? We're an army. We're an army of the Lord. We're going to do what he wants. But then when it comes down to it, everyone's just doing what they want to do. And so any chance you get, you're going to shoot the shot. Forget authority, forget the game plan. There's like no strategy to what we do. We just go and do it. So here we are as a church. Right? Are we an army of the Lord? Are we his people? Because if so, then we must come under his authority. We must know how it operates. We must know how to wield it. 
We must be a trustworthy people with his authority. Also, you can pray for my basketball team because we're one in three right now. <laughs> hey, but I'm telling you, the game today, I already got my mindset. I'm going to be out there jacking up shots. <laughs> we don't have a coach. I'm just going to go and do it. Right? But, it's, but to me, it, it saddens me when, when I see this in the church. And I'm not thinking of, of specific people right now. This is not a message where... I'm saying you guys need to submit to me or I need more authority. Like, no, it's not about that. It's just, can we all truly submit to the Lord and come underneath his authority, the authority of his word and the authority of how he runs things? So maybe I'll, a part two message later on. I want to take some time because Jesus has given us authority Right, to heal, to cast out demons, to do his work. It's not ours, it's his. And he asks us, or he actually commands us, to use it. And so it's really beautiful, you know, a family comes in and, and we see the whole body, we just all come together as an army. We come under direction and we pray and we mourn with those who mourn. And then someone else needs, has a need, and we all form and come together. There's a cohesiveness. That's what we want in this body. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to join us on a Sunday morning or other weekly gathering, know that you're more than welcome. And if you'd like other resources on or about this ministry, or for any deeper questions you may have, be sure to visit our website at hotfmlakeland.com.